Lights, camera, action. Hello, Internet, and welcome to Table Reads, the podcast where we take scripts that have never been filmed and read them so that you might experience the joy of terrible writing that Hollywood has tried to deny you. Your hosts on this tour of unproduced dreck are Sean McBee and me, Trevor Thompson, who have riffed terrible nonsense together and apart that it should keep this show running forever. Although if you are running forever, understand eventually you're going to need to have a sit down. You're going to get tired. So don't run forever. It's not a good idea. Yeah, sometimes you got to rest. Yes. And uh, speaking of bad ideas, we are on page 77 of an ongoing bad idea that we committed to paper when we were kids. A uh, movie called Urban Folktale. Quick recap, Sean. I believe uh, you you can bring us up to speed on, on where we are in the story. Norman and Icon are despondent 20-somethings, living in a shithole town, doing the bare minimum to scrape by in life. Norman's dating a slutty girl named Kristen who cheats on him constantly, but he just can't give her up. Uh, Nikon is uh, in love with a girl named Sterling, who we don't know anything about because we didn't bother fleshing out her character at all. (laughs) And meanwhile, Norman's good friend Michelle is in love with... I mean, Nikon's good friend Michelle is in love with Norman, who is fucking oblivious about it. And he finally... As we finished our last episode, came real close to finally giving in to her wiles and uh, then started talking about his whore girlfriend and how he knows it'll just work out if he just keeps fucking her. Yep. And the other thing to mention about Norman and Nikon as characters is that they do, as you say, they're the bare minimum to get by. But here's the other thing. They're rewarded through it for it constantly in the movie. Uh, as we were at their age. Yeah, so it really does. It, it is the, the product of, of two guys, two kids, really, who uh, had, had thus far learned all the wrong lessons in life. Not only that, but, you know... We we enjoyed our our time in oh the world. God. Yeah, at that age, we're not and dead, Sean. Come on, our time in the world at that age, we like we had a good time. We had love issues. Obviously, that probably has something to do with the reason that my character is getting laid more than he can deal with, and has a girl <laughs> in love with him. <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. He's, yeah. he's getting laid way more than he can deal with it. <laughs> And, and, uh, and the appropriate response, by the way, to anyone who hears that, that's why you'll hear us be groaning all throughout this is because it's just like, oh, woe is me. There's three hot chicks and all of them want us. And yet we live on a roof and we do two hours of dishes a day and we get eat f- free food. And all we can think to do with our time is is you know, listen to, to records and fucking write poetry and sleep all day and ugh, just. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, they, like, we led a good life. We got to do next to nothing, and we managed to cruise through because people gave us free shit. For some reason, I still haven't asked, and I I never lost that. Like, up until I moved to Atlanta, I would still just make friends at Starbucks and get free coffee all the fucking time. Like, I don't know 
how people have always wanted to just give me free stuff. I swear to God, I'm not that fucking likable. I mean, it's it, there's a weird thing that comes from the confidence of it, because if you feel like you can do anything, you know, that's a very movie type thing. You know, if you feel like you can do it, you can. But there's a, a grain of truth to it. If you fucking are confident enough in yourself and blah, 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 you can get all sorts of shit. I, like we uh, we appreciated that. Yeah, I, we took it for granted like a motherfucker. We we're thought, like, our- hey, where's our fucking hot chocolate, Denny's? Come on. Yeah, but, the, yeah, we got but, shitty about it at one point. But uh, no, we didn't get shitty about it. But we took it for granted. We we yeah. never were like, oh my god, I'm so appreciative for everyone being so nice to us all the time about everything. Yeah. But these guys, they are mopey and shitty all the time. And we're here on page seventy six, and we haven't even like gotten anyone to have an honest true emotion about anyone yet no so let's get back into it absolutely on that note so uh when we left our heroes (laughs) norman and michelle were in a cemetery and came really close to kissing but then norman blew it and a single tear rolled down michelle's cheek making us cringe with the douche chills you know what that actually that's like the first thing that's that's happened with michelle that's made me not like her like all the way up until now i've just been like you know i don't want to say suffering her but i've been you know i was like all right she's like the least annoying character so they're in the in the graveyard and they don't kiss and she but that's what i was saying is that this is the first time i've not liked michelle so this is an interesting place to start yeah so um fade in it doesn't say that that's gonna be our thing all right so we know we're going into the script i want i want table reads fade in t-shirts okay and uh i want you to talk to don capone about doing a fade in for us because don capone is a man for all seasons people with a voiceover talent that's unmatched that's- if you need him for your event go to doncapone.com and tell him your good friends at table reads sent you okay yes good old don capone all right so let's get back into the script so we're gonna cut to exterior perk night Nikon is sitting and reading his book, using Norman's old chair as a footrest. There are even more empty tables surrounding him than before. The scrape of a chair being pulled out announces the appearance of Randall. Nikon looks up. Isn't it past your bedtime? Yeah, Nightmare kept me up. You're joking, right? Nah, I've had the same recurring nightmare for years. I don't have it much anymore, but I guess I'm just lucky tonight. Monsters? No. Should should I be Randall? If you want. No, start over. No, we'll pick it up from. No, monsters don't scare me. Real life can be a lot scarier than any monster. Randall motions for Dominic to come over. Hey, what can I get for you? Uh, It's a good thing I took over Randall. You'd be three characters. Yeah. Just a regular coffee. Dominic nods and goes to fill the order. Is this what you guys do every night? Pretty much. Exciting. Dominic comes back out and sets Randall's coffee down. Randall takes a sip of his coffee, looking around. I take it Norman's with his girl? He's with the one who should be his girl. Hopefully, he'll make the upgrade. He'll take the upgrade. Sorry. Exterior, graveyard, night. 
Norman and Michelle are sitting upright once again. And so all that pain and disappointment and all that. Ne- oh, great. Don't tell her your cord theories, Norman. <laughs> he, goes, he goes from almost kissing her to like, let me tell you about this cord. You know why we were about to kiss? See, because emotions are like pain. Dude, just kiss oh, her. God, I feel fucking like, damn. I feel like there's shit asshole. I feel like there should be an animated crab whispering into his ear. He's the, <laughs> he's the girl. <laughs> There you see her, not fucking another guy. <laughs> for, yeah, right. For once, she is into you. And you tell her about your stupid cord shit. <laughs> not fucking another guy. <laughs> okay. Oh. Get on with oh, this God. bullshit They're sitting up stuff. and Norman's all like, and so all that pain and disappointment and all that negative bullshit that we feel every day is carried through this cord, which is plugged right into your head. I would think it would plug into your heart. No, because the head is where all our pain is. It's intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really Believe deep. me, I know about being intellectual. Yeah. Can you not hear me talking the smart? <laughs> I use big thesaurus words. Like thesaurus. <laughs> but our heart is where our love is. No, it's not. No, it isn't. I'm, I'm really starting to hate Michelle now. Dude, don't hate Michelle. Hate the assholes that wrote her dialogue. Oh, I do. I Believe me. Um, But our heart is where our love is. That's really all the court is, is about, isn't it? pain of love there's only one thing linking the cord to love unplugging it when you love someone enough and when you're loved in return all that pain goes away the cord gets unplugged and the pain stops polluting the love it's a nice fantasy and i like michelle again i do too look at her being a grown-up yep yep Uh oh that's that's cute why did i ever like you i'm out (laughs) that's what she should say yeah, Norman looks taken aback by this sudden sudden condescension. For once, he's not the one being condescending. <laughs> ah, man, turn those tables, Michelle. Turn them so fast. Look, you love you love Kristen, right? Norman nods. She loves you in return. Yeah, of course. So your cord's all unplugged, is it? I. Norman struggles there for a moment. It says there. I like that for some reason. Norman (laughs) struggles there for a moment. As if the director is like, yeah, take that, Norman. Look, it's late. I need to get some sleep. I'll I'll see you later, okay? She stands and starts to walk away. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. She's like, oh, it was just what I just said. Yeah. Like, she was like, oh, God, what, what was I thinking? I'm out. I'm with you, man. I'm starting to like Michelle a lot more now. Fuck yeah. Look at her being smart. We wrote a good character. For once. For for now. For now. <laughs> it's going to get worse. I'm sure. <clears throat> Michelle, wait. She stops and turns around. Yes. Why don't we hang out tomorrow? We'll go to Denny's and talk some more. Norman, you don't want to hear a lot of what I have to say. That's why I want to hear it. What? You challenge my perceptions. No one does that. I'm kind of setting my viewpoints. You'd be up around three? Just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what he should say. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick you up then. Bye. 
she walks out of the graveyard, leaving behind a rather dumbfounded Norman. That might be the best scene we've written in this script. Yeah. Because she fucking finally is like, Dude, what the fuck is this guy's got his head up his ass? She's I'm like, gone. Yeah, she's like, look. And he's I, like, what is this? Someone calls me on my bullshit? And here's why she's actually a, a good person, because it's like, he, she literally... You know, she's all she's been enticed by him pulling the rabbit out of the hat. And this time she finally saw that the rabbit was in his jacket and she still likes the trick and she still likes the magician. And it's the first scene that we've got in this entire script, 79 pages. It's the first scene we've written where I feel like we had some understanding that Norman was full of shit. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know that we actually did. I think it's kind of a fluke. It it might have just been luck. Then again, this is the like, la- this is like the last version that was written about it. Like this is the latest incarnation, right? This is yeah. us in our actual early twenties. Yeah, I, uh, I I think we may have had some awareness there, but whether we did or not, to the viewer, it would seem as if oh, they do know that this guy yeah is full of shit. I don't know why it took them this long to get to that point in the script, but whatever. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Cut to interior Norman and Icon's apartment day. Norman and Icon are at their sink doing dishes. There are a lot of them. Do we have to do this now? Was washing dishes downstairs for two hours not good enough for you? Our Our apartment smells like cheese. I like cheese. We don't have any cheese. Well, then why does the apartment smell like cheese? That's the point. Besides, you want to bring Michelle into a smelly-ass, moldy kitchen sink rat hole? It's not like she's my girlfriend. Okay. Would you want to bring Sterling in here? Pass the soap. That's what I thought. What are you doing today? Yeah, because I was just, before that, he was just using his hands to wash. (laughs) (laughs) So much wrong with that fucking Abbott and Costello shit. Oh, um... What are you doing today? Going over to Sterling's. You? Going to Denny's with Shell. Nikon arches a brow, but goes back to doing the dishes without comment. So he just stops for a moment to do his Fred Savage impression. (laughs) Yeah. Fred Savage without Daniel Stern. Yeah, right. Nikon holds up a plate with a big section of mold on it. You can't explain. You can't seriously expect me to watch this. Toss it. Nikon throws the dish away, and there is a knock at the door. Are these related (laughs) incidents? He throws the dish away, and there's a knock at the door. Like magic. That'll be Shell. You mind finishing up? Yes. Do it anyway. Norman goes to open the door. As expected, it's Michelle. You ready to go? Yeah. Michelle leans in and yells to Nikon. Hey, Nike. You want to hang out later? Maybe. I'll have to see how things go with Sterling. You guys have fun, though. Shall we? We shall. Norman and Michelle leave. I think at that point in your draft, it would have said, the illustrious duo leave. Or I could have just stolen from uh, Pulp Fiction and said they split. Yeah. Cut to interior, Denny's, day, why? Why are you at Denny's during the day? That's just insane. 
he must really like this girl if he's taking her to fucking Denny's during the day. Norman and Michelle walk into Denny's. We get that. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Like interior Denny's day. They walk into Denny's. Like, you know, about say. Norman and Michelle walk in. How about they walk in? Norman grabs a couple of menus and they seat themselves. I feel like this we've seen this before. Almost instantly there is a hot cocoa in front of Norman, heaped with whipped cream. Chuck is standing beside their table. Hey Chuck, you remember Michelle? Of course. How are you? I'm great, thanks. I'll do the Michelle. I think. Okay, yeah, you should. Of course. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Can I get you something to drink? I think I'd like a hot cocoa as well, please. Uh-oh, he's contagious. Yeah, you better watch out, Chuck. My good taste is spreading. I'd hate for you to catch it. <laughs> Chuck leans down to Norman conspiratorially. If you think I'd be caught dead wearing a shirt like this outside of work, you'd better think again. Yeah, aren't you supposed to have good fashion? Wait, yeah, aren't you people supposed to have good fashion sense? You people. Michelle, you better curb your dog before he gets put down. I'll be right back with your cocoa. Chuck is gone. So, you think you'll want to borrow some linen? See what other gems you may have been missing? I think that'd be really cool. I hate that feeling that I've gone all my life not knowing how cool something was when everyone else did. Yeah, that's like the ultimate hipster fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Norman is. I don't care. He's a fucking... It's like, I choose all my music based <laughs> on how no one's ever heard of it. And then when someone tells me they never heard of it, I trash them. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm still. You've never heart. heard of Atomic Popsicle? What the fuck? I'm mourning the loss of fucking Groove Shark, man. Ah, uh, uh, Spotify. All right. Uh, where were we? I think uh-huh. that would be really cool. Oh, wait, no, it's mine. Yeah, line. it's your line. It's better than going through your whole life not knowing how lame something was when everyone else did. Star Wars. That's also a fine point. Star Wars was not lame. Just episodes one, two, and three. Yes. Original Star Wars still rocks the fucking world, Trevor. I don't want, I don't want to hear you disparage the Holy Trilogy. Hey, man, it's just, it's just I realized that, you know, Empire Strikes Back is the Wrath of Khan of Star Wars movies. And the whole Star Wars versus Star Trek argument, you know, those two movies are the movies that you can see and not be a fan of, like not know anything about the entire series. And it's still a great movie. It's just a great movie on great movie, you know, principles. Anyway, back to... Enough of talking about this great of great movies. Let's go back to this shit that never got made, thankfully. Sorry. Whenever there's any opportunity to talk about something good while we're doing this, uh, my, my brain doesn't let me pass it up. <laughs> you mean like if I were an ABBA fan or something? Exactly. I shudder to think. But Lenin. Yes, I would definitely like to borrow some. It's a bit soft for my taste, but there's a lot to be said for content. Well, not all this stuff is as soft as love. Chuck puts a cocoa in front of Shell. And some stuff is really raw and painful, like Mother. Chuck. John Lennon? Yeah. You know, I cried when he died. So did I. Really? Yeah, because, you know, no one would do that. (laughs) Yeah, I was too. I was always crying about something. Norman and Chuck chuckle at that. What can I get you guys to eat? 
patty melt grilled chicken with mashed potatoes please was that an actual dish at denny's probably never yeah i don't know what that's all about okay i'll be up in a few minutes kids norman and michelle sip their cocoa in silence for a moment Norman is the one to break the silence. And Chuck doesn't leave. He just stands there. <laughs> There's no direction for Chuck leaving. <laughs> no, and, you know, he does. if he had moved at all, I would have mentioned it. How great would that be? Just have to film it with Chuck standing there watching their conversation. <laughs> Chuck breathes, feeling his shirt move against his skin. <laughs> his eyes move left and then right as he looks around the room. No, um, Norman is the one to break the silence. I really should have fucking made out with you last night. <laughs> I had tea in my mouth. You faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, right. I've been trying for 22 years to drown you. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> Say the line properly. <laughs> not, not the line that we're all thinking you should be saying. <laughs> so. You seem kind of upset last night. Well, that's because I was. Genius. Um, okay. Why? Because you're a moron. And you mean that in the sweetest possible way, right? No, in the bluntest possible way. You're a moron. Well, it's been nice. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> because of the chord thing? It's just a metaphor. I never said it was a perfect metaphor. No, not because of your chord theory. Because you're too stupid to see how you really need to unplug it. I mean, Christian cheats on you all the time. And despite whatever she may tell you, she doesn't care. She'll keep doing it. So you're saying that to unplug the cord, I need a girl who won't cheat on me. Exactly. Good. Then we see eye to eye after all. We do? Yes. Michelle, I've never taken anything seriously in my life. I used to have a lot, but I took it for granted and flushed it all down the toilet or snorted it up my nose or smoked it. But now I'm serious. <laughs> Side note, um, the overly expository yeah. voiceover in the first draft right in the beginning tells us that his parents, for some reason, just left. They left yeah. and went to Florida and left him their house. Yeah. And he did to that house what you did to that apartment you had in Orlando that time. Yeah, invited a, a fucking idiot friend to live with you. Just just had a bunch of people over all the time, trashed it, never took care of it, and it just, I don't know, got foreclosed on or something. I guess we just figured, like, at some point if a house gets beat up enough, it, it kicks you out. Yeah, or the, city, or, or the city comes by and says, you know what, you're doing bad things to this house. Yeah, we didn't really seem to have a... Yeah. Any and, and and yeah, if this was realistically set up, he'd still be living there. Yeah, as you know, a fucking hovel. It would be it, it would it be into. Tyler Durden's house. Yeah, yeah, the paper mill house. But um, so paper that line of dialogue house, yeah. was an allusion to yeah. that he had a house. He was given everything. Yeah, yeah. Because God, and by the he way, wasn't a, enough of I an wonder, asshole. We had to give him. I wonder, I wonder if uh, Randall really knew that because it's like, why would Randall help him out if he already had everything given to him? Yeah, I think what we were thinking was that, oh, well, we need to give the character room to grow. 
But we gave him way too much fucking room. Yeah, not enough ability to actually do it. Yeah. Okay, so... uh, But now I'm serious. Michelle looks thrilled and terrified all at the same moment. Norman is looking intently into her eyes. Intensity is the only emotion on his face. Intensity is (laughs) not an emotion. (laughs) He's just got his eyes fucking like, you know, big as dinner dinner plates. (laughs) Just staring at her. Serious about what? About unplugging this fucking cord. Kristen knows I've never taken anything seriously, so she doesn't think I'm serious about her. Michelle's face goes blank. Her shoulders slouch ever so slightly. Kristen? Yes, that's why she cheats. She doesn't think I'm serious. To get her to stop cheating, I need to show her how serious I am. I'm going to ask her to marry me. Michelle closes her eyes and sits up straight, raising her chin. When her eyes open, all emotion is gone from them. Norman, listen to me. (laughs) Norman, listen to me. That girl is poison. Poison! 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 That girl is poison. (laughs) She'll never be faithful. Not to you or anyone. If you were to marry her, she'd still fuck everything with a dick in town. The only way to unplug your cord is to leave her. Where the fuck did all this come from? I told you that you wouldn't want to hear what I had to say. I didn't think you were going to talk shit about my girlfriend. I don't even let Nikon talk shit about her around me. Look, I'm not trying to offend you or piss you off. I'm trying to help you. You deserve so much better than her. Michelle reaches across the table and takes his hand. Let's consider this advice from a friend and leave it at that. Leave her and get on with your life. Cord free. I appreciate your concern. I really do. But I can handle myself. I'm sure this will work out. Norman. Listen, everyone thinks they know Kristen, but they don't. We've been together almost three years. I know her better than probably anyone. Michelle sighs. (sighs) Okay. I'm not going to change your mind. So I guess I'll have to trust your judgment and hope it turns out for the best. She leans across the table and kisses him on the cheek. Kristen off screen. She good in bed, Norman? Norman and Michelle look up, shocked, to see Kristen standing next to their table. Kristen, hey! What the fuck are you doing? Having lunch? Looks like you're, oh, looks more like you're feeding your sexual appetite. Kissed him on the cheek. Uh, what's the matter, honey? Afraid to suck his cock at Denny's? No, I- I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough, Kristen. We're just talking. You and I are going to talk. Oh, sorry. You and I are going to be talking outside in a minute, you fucking hypocrite. Yelling at me about fidelity, and here I find you all over Nikon's Special Olympics partner. I'm going outside. <laughs> That's not. That's fucking not fair. Listen, Michelle has an unusually big forehead, but that does not mean. (laughs) That was actually a funny line. It was, yeah. Special Olympics partner. Yeah, that was actually funny. I'm going outside. If you're not out there before the door swings shut, it's over. She turns and walks away. Just then, Chuck comes up with Norman and Michelle's food. Michelle looks up at Norman. I'm sorry. 
He takes off after Kristen. He yells back to Chuck as he takes off. Chuck, I'm sorry. Had an emergency. Please don't charge her. And he's out the door. Cut two. Interior. Sterling's apartment. Day. Because we need to watch this train wreck again. <laughs> Here it is in even slower motion. I love you. No! <laughs> Sterling and Nikon are sitting in the kitchen. Nikon <laughs> fidgets with a pen and they talk as they talk. Oh. You know how I feel about you. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I just I just think that it's silly really to rule something out completely before giving it a, at least a try. Nikon, I've thought about it. I really have. Look at it like this. I think you're a really good person, and you've always been a good friend to me. I don't have any friends but you left over from when I was in high school. And because of that, I don't want to ever become the ex-girlfriend. Who says we'd break up? I don't know, Prince Charming. Jesus. (laughs) Think it could lead to marriage? Maybe. Who knows? But, hon... Two-thirds of all marriages end in divorce, too. Then I'd be the ex-wife, and we both have lost an old friend. You're lucky, though. You have Norman and Michelle both to fall back on. I have a few friends from work, and you. That's it. I don't want to take the chance of losing you to a spoiled romance. Yeah, because they have so much. They're, they're, they've never done anything friendshipy together. Their entire yeah. friendship. All, all we know of them is Nikon goes over to her house every day to try to get her to fall in love with him. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, okay, so Lee bad written. Yeah. What? Okay, Nikon's line saying. It might not turn out that way, though. <laughs> Nike, I'm not saying that it definitely would. I'm saying that the chance is too much for me to risk. I'm not a gambler, and if I were, I'd only bet money, not friendships. I... Wow, what if you could go to Vegas and bet friendships? <laughs> I will put a Trevor down on Red 13. <laughs> hmm. Come on, big money. Are you thinking? Sorry, about, are you, I was are, fantasizing. Are you uh, thinking about all the stuff you could get from my friendship? Well, I, hoping for better friendships. Oh. Everyone else is betting friendships, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not going to get any better than this, buddy. Who else will make fun of my writing with me? Hey, man, we wrote it together, which is a sign of our friendship. Yes. Or something. Don't get all sappy now. Jesus, Barbara. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Don't get all sappy. Meanwhile, we've had like 12 Spielberg moments that fucking. <laughs> uh, um, I really wish we could. Just... Where am I? I'm not. And if I were, I'd bet money, not friendships. Bro. Ha. I really wish we could just have some fun together. Like you and Michelle. When you hang out with her, it's just hanging out, right? There's not some desire for more? No. I want us to be like that. Friends. (laughs) No desire. (laughs) I want your dick to be as soft as my pussy is dry. (laughs) I want us to be like that. Friends. Real friends like we used to be. Can we try that? Nikon nods, a small smile on his face. Good. Now let's go rent a movie. Because this was written in a time when people would go rent a movie. Yeah. 
Cut to exterior, rooftop, night. As the bat signal silhouettes the... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Norman and Nikon are sitting at their normal spot on the roof, talking. Christ, I barely managed to talk her out of dumping me. This sets all my plans back. <laughs> all my plans. Yeah, the... Yeah, the fucking mopey guys are in a fucking comic book setting. Bah. All right. Uh, say that again. This sets all my plans back. Because you had lunch with a friend? I was practically cheating on her. She's right. It was a hypocritical thing to do. You said Michelle kissed you? Yeah, on the cheek. On the cheek? Yeah. Last week, you found Kristen with a guy balls deep in her, and you're freaking out over a kiss on the cheek? It's not the scale of the offense that matters. It's the principle. I screamed at her about fidelity and monogamy, and here I am with another girl. So you're not allowed to have any friends? I can have friends, but hanging out alone with a girl? I mean, I can see where she's coming from. So you can hang out with whoever you want as long as you have a chaperone? Don't be condescending. That's my job. But essentially, yes. Norman, let me ask you a question. If Kristen were suddenly under the impression that you might be bisexual, would you stop hanging out with me? That's ridiculous. I know, that's my point. The whole thing's ridiculous. I'm going to bed. He jumps off the roof and lands in his bed. <laughs> because this is a Spike Jones movie. Um, Nikon stands and leaves. Norman stares out over the street for a moment. Shit. I hate it when he's right. I'd better go propose right now. <laughs> he takes out his journal and starts writing. Cut to title card. Why'd you create this emptiness? My soul is dead. My brain is piss. It sure is. Cut to interior. Norman and Icon's apartment. Day. Norman is standing in the kitchen eating a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> just standing there yep. <laughs> like a psychopath <laughs> why is that like a psychopath I don't think they have a table he, he just stands there eating <laughs> looking straight ahead <laughs> it puts the oatmeal in its mouth it does this whenever it gets hungry <laughs> Norman is standing in the kitchen eating a bowl of oatmeal he is in night clothes and looks as if he has just woken up. He puts down his oatmeal and goes to the phone and dials a number. Kristen is intercut with Norman for he the He just looks of- as if he's just woken up. That's just his look. Yeah. yeah he actually hasn't. <laughs> he spent three hours putting on makeup to look like he just woke up. <laughs> Kristen is intercut with Norman for the duration of the conversation. Hey, I need to talk to you. Just because I liked doing it last time, I know what the script said about it being intercut, but I really like doing Kristen through the fucking phone voice. So I'm just going to do that do since it. I'm on the phone now. So say your line again. Hey, I need to talk to you. What's up? I've been thinking about what happened last night, or rather what didn't happen. You can't expect me to come every time, Norman. No, that's actually funny. <laughs> no, not that. Christ. I mean with Michelle. What, are you in love? Yes, with you. You know that. Which is why I can't figure out what's wrong with me having a friend who happens to be a woman. Oh, come off it, Norman. I saw her. She was all over you. 
She kissed me on the cheek. Friends do that. It's not like I was fucking me around the beach. Me and Nikon do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I was fucking around the beach or anything. That's cold. Life's hard. Look, I'm not going to cheat on you, but I'm not going to bow down and tell you. I'm not going to bow down and let you tell me who I can and can't associate with either. Is that right? Yeah. I'm a big boy and I'll be friends with whomever I want. Norman, you want a piece of Michelle. Oh. Norman, you want a piece of Michelle Gordon's candy ass? You can have it. I don't need this shit and I don't need to be with some asshole who won't even respect me. Go to hell. Click. She hangs up the phone and Norman is left talking to himself. Hello? Kristen? Fuck! He slams the receiver down with a rather dissatisfactory clack of plastic on plastic. After a beat, he picks up the phone and hurls it across the room with a rather heartier crash. <laughs> he punched. I know it's written so poorly, but I know exactly what you're you're describing. That actually yeah. would be funny. You you want the phone to go pling? Yeah, and it right. goes plack, and you're like, "Fuck that! That needs more noise." <laughs> yeah, give it give it a better noise. God damn it! I I have been in that moment oh yeah so disappointed that what you're smashing isn't smashing right dude that's the one thing i hate about cell phones is that when you're when you have that conversation you can't like fucking if you smash your cell phone down it'll break yeah um after b he picks up the phone and hurls it across the room with a rather heartier crash he punches the wall and fuming walks toward his room before he gets there however he is stopped by a rather disheveled looking nikon poking his head out of his bedroom door fuck is all this noise oh that noise sorry you want to do it again what the fuck is all the noise got dumped what happened i listened to you thanks norman disappears into his room slamming the door (laughs) nikon stares blankly at the door for a minute (laughs) slamming the door (laughs) <laughs> uh, how great would it be to read the whole thing as like a 40s newsman <laughs> Nikon stares blankly at the door for a minute you know and what? then walks into the bathroom and you begins dispensing some toothpaste onto oh. his toothbrush those last four lines let's do it like a 40s thing what the fuck is all the noise got dumped what happened I listened to you thanks Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. cut to interior Sterling's a paw <laughs> <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Interior. Sterling's apartment. You had a stroke in the middle of the word apartment. What happened? I just don't want to see Nikon try to ask her out again. <laughs> you had a physical reaction <laughs> to, the, to the discomfort that this is giving you. <laughs> just like, give it up, guy. Yeah, really. Fuck. Uh, it's you know it's like when it's like when the girl in your well is like trying to climb up again. And you're like you already lost all your fingernails into the brick. It's just not happening. Yeah, it's just sad at this point. Wish we wrote that movie. Yeah. Oh god, I I bet every character in that would be better than these guys. Yep, including the guy with the girl in the well. Uh, bump, knocks on the front door, and begins dispensing some toothpaste onto his toothbrush. Obviously, God damn it! Sterling's apartment day. Nikon knocks on the front door, which is flung wide open by Sterling, coat in hand. Well, aren't we, Mister Punctual? Let's go. Where? 
out. Been there today. Sterling laughs lightly and grabs him by the hand, pulling him down the hall after her. Mixed spit signals, bitch. Yeah, right. Come on, Joker. Oh, no, I got these scars. My Cut heart. to exterior movie theater day. Nikon and Sterling walk around the corner to discover an exceedingly long line of people at the box office. They step to the end. This is the most realistic part of the whole movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the long line at the box office. This is why you're supposed to get here early. You remind me of my father. Okay, stop. That's not a good impersonation. I didn't want to say anything the first time. I want to let it slide, but stop. This is why you're supposed to get here early. Hey, I'm Mr. Punctual, remember? Okay, my fault. Sterling, you know, I don't have any money for a movie ticket. I guess it's a good thing I do. Well, I don't want you to... Don't want me to sit through a movie all alone? Good. In return for taking the time to keep me company, I'll pay for your ticket. You're doing me a favor after all. You're stubborn, you know that? That's what they tell me. Trevor, can I ask you a question? No. Does Nikon have to like go through some sort of processing or rebooting process before every time he speaks? Because there's always like a big gap between your before your Nikon lines. Yeah, he's 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 slow. He's oh, a, the Special Olympics. That's he's right. a very slow boy. I mean, that's the thing. He's. I remember how I wanted to play him too, so I definitely know how I was writing him. Like he wasn't. He, okay. He fine. was. He wasn't quick to do anything. Cut to interior Norman and Nikon's apartment late afternoon. Nikon is slumped on the couch watching a staticky TV show. He looks disheveled and is still wearing his sleeping clothes. Oh, I remember the staticky TV show of the early nineties. There is a knock at the door, and Norman grudgingly gets up to answer it. He not, opens the door to see Michelle standing there. What? Not begrudgingly, just grudgingly. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Uh, come on in. She walks in. Wow, you look nice. Thanks. Hey, is Nikon here? I think he's sleeping. I'll go wake him up. You don't have to. Don't worry about it. He doesn't mind waking for some people. Norman gets to Nikon's door and begins knocking. Nikon, you have... He then spots a note taped to the door. Norman went to Sterling's back later, Nikon. P.S. I farted on this note. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do that at work tomorrow. (laughs) It's actually like, it's actually funny, like the way it's supposed to be funny. There was a version of this where um, doesn't he at some point like get inspired by that ant documentary and then he writes a story about Norman fucking an ant? Yes. I think that's in this draft somewhere. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. I was thinking about that earlier, actually. I was thinking, wasn't Nikon? Yeah, there was something because there was that was the setup of the ant joke was that he has to at one point watch a documentary about ants. That wasn't something we already read the other day. What do you mean? The ant documentary. Yeah, we it was in the 
beginning part of the script. I'm saying that him watching the Ant documentary would be a setup to the Ant story he writes letter. Oh, are you saying that we did a callback? Yes, I think that's what was going on. Wow, look at us. What it's completely unnecessary though. It's almost funnier if he just decides apropos of nothing to just write a story about him. <laughs> about yeah. Norman fucking an ant. <laughs> but either um, way. Anyway, uh I farted on this note. P.S. I farted on this note. He left a note. How responsible. As Michelle turns around, Norman takes a small curious sniff of the note before throwing <laughs> it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't you stay? Uh, sorry. Why don't you? How can it be if Norman just turned around? Why don't you stay a few minutes? We can braid our hair, <laughs> each other's hair, and play. <laughs> why don't you stay a few minutes? Are you sure Kristen will be okay with that? Oh, look, I'm really sorry about that. Please sit down. Okay. She sits on the couch, and Norman sits next to her. As a matter of fact, I called Kristen this morning and told her that I can associate with whoever I want and that she was just going to have to trust me. And she actually accepted that? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had written it like that. Like, oh, oh, no. She, <laughs> but the line is, well, no, she dumped me, actually. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. Wait. It's a line from Goodwill Hunting, actually. <laughs> it's not your fault. Wait, I'm sorry that you're feeling down now. I, I, I think you'll be much. Hold, happy- on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me direct you. When she says "wait," she's like, "No, no, wait." Let me clarify. Oh, okay. Say, "Well, no, she dumped me." Actually, again. Well, no, she dumped me. Actually, I'm sorry. It's not your fault. Wait, I'm sorry that you're feeling down now. I think you'll be much happier without her, though. Norman shrugs and looks at a random point on the floor. Michelle watches him for a moment and then takes his hand in hers. You okay? Yeah, I guess. Almost three years, though. I know. It's hard. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll put that away. (laughs) Norman looks up at her. You're a really sweet girl. You know that? I'd just like to think I'm a decent person. Well, decent people are just as rare. Norman very subtly squeezes Michelle's hand affectionately. Try to film that, Sean and Trevor. Yeah, right. Norman, are you really okay? Yes. No. I'm not so sure. (laughs) You're a really good guy. Confusing as fuck, but you're a good guy. You're a really good guy, and you really are better off without her. You deserve better. She leans in and hugs him. The audience says, just fucking make out already. Oh, my God. He buries his face in her hair and hugs her tight. The hug breaks, and she looks at him, smiling a small smile. Oh, those small smiles, McBee. I'm going to fucking punch you in the face. Small smile, small smile. Fuck. And it comes up in the next sentence, too. He touches her face and smiles his own small smile. When he kisses her, she melts into his arms. What is she, a fucking M&M? No, they only melt in your mouth, not on your arms. Right, okay, so that's okay. At least they're not an M&M, which would be interesting. Yeah, no, she's just like a Hershey's kiss. 
Yeah. No, no candy coating. Okay. Cut. Oh my God! What if they had like Hershey bars that had a candy coating like M and M's? I gotta go. I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm not going anywhere. Cut to exterior movie theater. Norman and Michelle Evening. are still waiting in line. It's been seven hours. <laughs> they didn't realize a new Star Wars movie was coming out today. <laughs> uh, Nikon and Michelle walk out of the theater with a small group of other moviegoers. That would have been great if it weren't for the little shits in front of us with their running commentary of the film. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were sitting behind us. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they were on a satellite with their robot friends. Um, That's what we're doing to our own script. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're MST3King the script. And side note, did you see the, yes. the Kickstarter? Yes. Okay, I did. good. Did you donate? You don't have any money. No, I would have if I had some cash, though. Uh, read your line again. I'm sorry. And by the way, we can also uh, um, submit riffs, which is nice because then they'll, if they take one of your things, they'll promote you. Like, they'll give you a thing, a shout-out. Oh, cool. Read your line. That would have been great. I will. That would have been great if it weren't for the little shits in front of us with their running commentary on the film. They weren't too fond of the subtitles. Yeah. If you can't read, don't see a movie that's in French. Morons. But how did you like the movie? Yeah. Oh, sorry. But did you like the movie? I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. Junet. Okay. Yeah. Junet is one of my favorite directors. Thanks for taking me. It was my pleasure. <clears throat> and now I want to take you somewhere else. Where? O-Town, baby. Oh, yeah. Somewhere special. It's a surprise. Nikon shrugs. Interior, Norman and Nikon's apartment. Night. Norman and Michelle are lying on the couch together. Fully naked. Clothed, I mean. Fully clothed. Kissing very passionately. So the the first kiss that they actually have, we don't even see it on screen. Yeah, we do. When Norman kisses her, she melts into his arms. Oh, they kissed. Okay. You were just focused on the melting. Mad about that. A little mad. Anyway, go ahead. Fully clothed, kissing very passionately. They stop for a moment and Norman looks at Michelle. You know, you have the prettiest eyes. It's hard to stop looking at them. Then don't. He looks into her eyes for a bit longer until she closes them and leans in to continue the kiss. She interrupts it again a moment later. Norman, I've dreamt of this moment. Oh, my God. Norman, Norman gently kisses her neck and then turns into a snake. <laughs> Cut to Michelle's bedroom. She sits up sweating. <laughs> <laughs> How to make this more of a college film. <laughs> Norman gently kisses her. Well, I mean, after that fucking cheesy dialogue, yeah. that's what should happen. I've dreamt for this moment. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it, is, it is a dream. Norman stands up. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you say that shit to me. How great would it be if he just looked at her lovingly in the eyes and just goes, you are such a douchebag. <laughs> Who the fuck wrote you? Uh, Norman gently kisses her neck and she sits up, pulling her shirt off over her head, revealing a black bra. Why gotta be a black bra? She lies down and starts kissing his neck, her hands moving all over him. <laughs> 
We never made out with anybody like that. <laughs> Norman slightly tenses up. Suddenly. Sud- Norman suddenly tenses up. Michelle, wait, stop, please. He's the king of this shit, dude. He's the king of not knowing how to get laid by anyone except the town slut. Yeah, and then he hates that. He's just got. It's got to be just right for him, apparently. Fucking asshole. Oh, uh, I. Uh, yeah. Is it seventy three in here? I need it to be seventy two. <laughs> it's the only way I can do this. <laughs> All right. Um. Apparently, he's Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> she stops and sits up. What's wrong? I'm enjoying this. So we have to I, stop. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I haven't felt this good in a long time, but, well, this morning I was planning on marrying Kristen and just a few hours after our breakup. Maybe it's because you wanted this for a while. That was supposed to be, like, interrupting. Oh. And you're all like, oh, maybe it's because. Now you want to reread it? Yeah. This morning I was planning on marrying Kristen and just a few hours after our break. Maybe it's because you wanted this for a while. I think you're right. Part of me has wanted this. It's my and that's dick. why we have to stop. <laughs> this is the worst. Okay. I'm confused. I don't get to be happy ever. If I'm happy, the world ends. The moon will fall from the sky and destroy us all. I have got to go. Norman wants to be Edward Gorey so bad. I I really want that line of dialogue because it's better than anything that's coming up. Um, Reed, I'm confused again. I'm confused. Kristen was justified. I was interested in you at the graveyard, at Denny's. Kristen was right. Michelle just stares at him for a long time. Yeah. She doesn't love you, Norman. I hurt her, Michelle. Which Cracked her right in the fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt her, Michelle. I shot her kneecaps right the fuck off. <laughs> I waited till she got to the driveway and then shot her right in the back of the head. <laughs> I hurt her real bad. <laughs> <laughs> now all of a sudden he's he's what's his name for I used to have a girlfriend to have sex with and get cheated on with, but now she don't move no more. Norman has gone from being an unlovable douchebag to being Lenny from a mice and men. <laughs> yeah. I hurt her, Michelle. When she gets hurt, she acts angry. I should have seen it. I'm sorry. So now what? We never hang out again? Give me some credit. I do have my integrity. Come here. (laughs) And he just starts making out with her again. (laughs) He makes out with her for another four or five hours. He has no integrity. (laughs) (laughs) He opens up his arms. He opens his arms and she accepts the hug gratefully, collapsing into him. Cut to the end of this episode. Yes. Oh, my God. And not a moment too soon either. Um, I'm just going to end every episode with Norman being an idiot at Michelle. <laughs> but this was a funny one. Um, we, uh, <laughs> yes, I farted on this note. <laughs> yes. P.S. I farted on this note.
We have roughly uh, 32 pages left to go. So I think that will actually be the last episode. I'm not a betting man, but uh, that's what I think. We, we can certainly try. Yeah, we can. Um, thank you, by the way, to those of you who have uh, started listening to us on iTunes. Um, we're happy here on iTunes. We like it. Yes, I have all the Apple products. Sean is a major kiss ass for um, all things Mac. Although uh, you're also the reason you're, you're you are the reason actually, Sean, why I, I you know, the, for me it is true. Once you go Mac, you don't go back. Um, Goddamn right. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get what out of here. What about being the reason though? Well, because you you fucking you. I got my Mac and you were like, oh, that, that sounds nice. I don't know. I just, I don't remember who of us, which of us got the Mac first, but I do know that you were the one who was like, we should have Macs. Yeah. yeah well, cause that was back when you were still making computers yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we can talk about Macs some other time. How about now? On our, our other podcast, which is called Touche El Douche. Oh, yeah. You can listen to that on IRNbroadcast.com live-ish, fr- live at the time, um, on Tuesdays from 8 to 10. And I talked to Mike, by the way, today, and uh, technically it is certainly possible he's done it before, so eventually we will be doing it actually live. Awesome. Yes. So for now, um, be sure to check out all our Ferris Wheelhouse line of stuff at uh, ferriswheelhouse.net. And uh, uh, on Twitter at the Ferris House, and subscribe to this show on iTunes if you haven't already. You can also listen to it on SoundCloud.com/slash Ferris Wheelhouse, where you can find this show and all our other stable of podcasts and miscellany at TouchéLDouche.net too. There's also that. So yeah, so yeah, guys, we'll see you uh, see you next time for more of Table Reads. Say goodnight, Sean. Never. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. (laughs) Fuck.